that I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and the terrible day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance, as the Lord hath said, and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. Alright everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Remnant Call, and if you were trying to listen in to us last week, we're sorry we didn't have an episode last week because it was Thanksgiving, and I know a lot of people were not listening on Thanksgiving, and honestly, I had to get back into West Virginia a little bit and get away, and I want to say thank God for it, I enjoyed it, and I am glad to be back, and uh, boy, if you have not listened to any of the past episodes that we have had here uh, on the Remnant Call, you've got to jump in there and check these out because, folks, I'll tell you what, uh, we've had some amazing, amazing shows, especially last uh, two weeks ago we had with Brother Benjamin and Jeff Nyquist on here. We had a, a powerful uh, program on what is literally coming, what is Russia planning, what are, what's going on behind the scenes. And, you know, it's interesting, since then it has gotten even worse, and we hope to have Brother Benjamin back here sh- soon to talk about that because it's amazing how fast things are changing right now in this hour that we live in and so if you didn't hear it's called the path to armageddon check it out also wake up church before that folks that is another message for the day and then two episodes we had before that specifically on wake up america and the coming civil war and those were about prophecies that brother Demetri dudeman had spoken years ago and folks i'll tell you what they are coming to pass in this hour that we live in and i you know i've heard people say all kinds of things about uh Dimitri dudeman and you know what you look it up and you know, well, he didn't see this or he saw that it didn't happen. No, it, that's not true. You didn't. That's not what happened. You have him confused with somebody else. Folks, be careful before we make accusations against people that we don't understand. Uh, we might be speaking against the Lord's anointed. We need to be very careful about that. Uh, now, if somebody is wrong and there is something that's blatantly an error, and uh, now timing is not always a, a rec- prerequisite. Uh, if you know happens now, someone calls out the day and hour. That's a little different. But all through the Word of God, even in Jeremiah's day, they sensed things were near. And sometimes, you know, it takes a little longer. That doesn't mean it's not true. But when someone's calling out an actual day or a time, an hour, then it doesn't come to pass. And we need to have our eyes wide open and brother benjamin dealt with that and two shows back on the false prophets revealed about these false trump uh, prophecies that are going on and what blows my mind folks is that people are still trying to justify this man's false prophecies that were blatantly wrong that he said were going to come to pass in the 2018 uh, midterm elections they didn't come to pass and what people will come up with to continue to drink this rotten Kool-Aid absolutely blows my mind I just don't get it but I understand because there is a famine in the United States of America and it is killing people. Folks, let's pray as we get into this episode tonight. Father, in the name above every name, Yeshua, we thank you so much for the blessings that you give 
the blessing that you give to wake up a people, a body, a remnant, Lord, and the remnant are those who want to follow the Lord with everything they've got. Lord, I know they're not perfect. We've messed up, but they have a heart for the Lord, and they're willing to do whatever it takes because they understand it's not about them. It is about the Lord, and it's about Him. And Lord, I pray tonight that each person listening to this show, whether tonight, tomorrow, or any day in the future, will understand it's not about us. It is about you, Lord, and we need to be about your business. So I ask tonight that you will bless this show in Yeshua, Jesus' name, amen. Folks. There is a famine. Tonight's episode, the Great American Famine. Yes, now this famine is also in Europe and in Australia and pretty much the western parts of the world and and in other places too. But I want to deal with where we live at right now, this once nation who, who took the gospel to the world that was known of sending all the missionaries out all around the world to take the gospel. Yes, we were not perfect in our history But there were people all along that were taking the gospel, and now we've come down to the end of this great nation to the point where now other countries are sending missionaries to us because we need to wake up. We need to wake up. You know, Amos says it perfectly in Amos chapter 8 and verse 11. He brings it all together for our days. It says, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea and from the north even to the east. They shall run to and fro and seek the word of the Lord and shall not find it. And folks, that is what is going on today. People are rushing all over the place, trying to hear a word from the Lord, trying to run to Lakeland for revival, trying to go all of these different places in Brownsville and all this stuff. And you can get on me if you want. I don't care. That's fine. The truth is, folks, that these false revivals that are going on, God's not beating people and slapping them down and drunk with the Holy Ghost and falling all over the place and people wearing diapers and acting ridiculous and and disgraceful and, and disrespectful in the house of the Lord. They are acting like children and childish and they're calling it revival and people go flocking to it. And the other churches are like, well, you know, let's just make everybody happy. Let not dare us ever say a true word of the Lord. And people are trying to find something. And I find this so often when I'm in a church speaking somewhere, and I speak a word of truth from right out of the word of God, and I find people are so hungry. They, they're just starving to hear something that's true. Because I've realized that God has a remnant out there. Unfortunately, the pulpits are loaded with fat, overweight, spiritually pastors that don't care two hoots about their flock. All they care about is that the offering plates are full and that their mega churches continue to grow and that their fat salaries stay in place while they lead the flock astray. That is the great American famine. But it's deeper than just that. You see it in the politics. What's going on right now? You're watching what's going on with Trump and everything else. Folks, there's so many lies. You know, you see the news, and I don't even have to go down through it. I'll tell you what the truth is. It's a lie. That's the truth. The truth is that what you're seeing on the majority of this 
news feeds is a lie, misconstrued, and in order to find the truth, you got to read a million articles, and it's somewhere a piece of it's in the middle. And it's leading the people of God astray because they're so conflicted over the news. They've got so much hope in Trump and so much hope in other people. And I'm not downing the president. I'm saying, folks, listen, I run an IT company. I am very glad that when the economy is doing well, it helps us out. But my hope is not in the president of the United States. I pray that he would follow the Lord and do the right thing. And the people that were are, uh, attacking him uh, unmercifully would stop. But you know what? The truth is, my hope is in Yeshua. It's in Jesus, because that is who is going to save us. But this nation is so deprived and devoid of hearing the truth anymore that a vast majority of the major churches now are embracing not only homosexuality, not only uh, things that are, uh, you know, drinking and everything else that uh, folks don't call. Tell me, oh, Frank, brother Frank, it's OK to drink wine. You need to read the truth about the dilution of the alcohol that was in ancient times. And that's why Solomon said, don't look upon it when it's red, undiluted. OK, they drank it a highly diluted back then in order to kill the bacteria that was in the cisterns that would grow up. They weren't around slinging back alcohol, getting tore up all the time and saying that's biblical. It's not true. That's not what was happening. But we're calling it OK in the churches. We can't even dare call somebody out on adultery. And if the pastor gets up there and never speaks a word about sin, we call it church and it's great. And people are flocking to it. And they still know in their heart of hearts, many do, that this is very far away from the truth. But it's been wearing down, and the most solid and firm believers that used to stand true on what they believed in are now beginning to waver and say, you know what, maybe I was wrong. Maybe people are born that way. Maybe people can't help it. And folks, I am a very compassionate person towards people that are struggling with this stuff, okay? I under, listen, I have friends that are like this. I, they know I love them. They know I would do anything to help them. But if you refuse to acknowledge that something is wrong and you turn off the conscience and don't want to fight it anymore, then there's nothing I can do except pray for you. Because, it, listen, folks, everybody has struggles and people have sin. I got that. But when you start to justify what you're doing is right, you are headed down a dark path. And Paul is very specific. Be ye not deceived when he lays out this long list of people that are not going to enter the kingdom of heaven. He says, stop fooling yourselves, man. These people are not going in. And if you keep trying to justify that, that that's okay, that you can live any way you want, then you've got a very large deception problem that you need to deal with. And folks, I can tell you right now that I do not and cannot and will not stand in my own confidence that I can survive the deception coming upon this world. I must have the Lord and I need to hear from him directly in order to know what is besides hearing from the Lord, either audibly or in the scripture. That means we need to actively be seeking after him. And as I heard it said not too long ago, oh, man, it's saying, you know, it's a, 
I guess a classic church saying, but I mean hit me some reason like a ton of bricks. How can we say that God is silent when our Bibles are shut? If you think that simply listening to a program, listening to something on YouTube, hearing a sermon on the radio is enough to sustain you, you've got another thing coming. You've got to get into the Word of God this hour. And don't say, well, I can't understand it. Folks, if you read it, over and over, and you pray and you seek the Lord, you will have understanding. You will have understanding. God is able to do that which you can't. But if you put no effort, then don't be surprised when you can't understand what's going on in the Bible. It takes spiritual eyes and a heart to discern it. And that only comes through spending time with the Lord. But this famine has so many people asleep, so many people asleep that even those, uh, this is the thing that blows my mind. And I'm sorry if I'm going on a little bit of a tirade tonight, but this is what blows my mind. I have found out since being in the Internet world and having a program that those even people that I used to like their programs and respect them for what they did. When I started to begin to find behind the scenes stuff that was going on, I realized that a lot of some of these people, I'm not saying all, but a lot of people out there that have this you know, look about them of speaking the truth and everything are living a life contrary to what they are preaching. And I'm not talking about that they've fallen into a sin or they're struggling with something, folks. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about absolute deception, listening to a brother who calls himself holy while they destroy another good friend of mine on the Internet because he stands for something that they may not necessarily agree with and absolutely tear them down. It is hypocrisy, it's disgusting, and it's unbiblical and ungodly. We are to love one another, and when we don't totally agree, that doesn't mean we have the right to destroy our brothers and sisters. Now, I'm not talking about calling out somebody who is literally speaking falsehoods that are contrary to the very Word of God in the most despicable uh, and heretical way. Now, I'm not talking about somebody that has a misunderstanding. I'm talking about people that are deceiving on purpose. But I have not seen such a viciousness that I see in some of these people that will absolutely destroy you because you do not agree with them on every point, and it is disgusting. You know, it reminds me of what's going on in the pulpits today. It reminds me of this story from the French-Canadian city of Quebec. There you will see, if you've ever been to Quebec, the Plains of Abraham where the English forces of General Wolfe won Quebec from the French. When you see the steep ascent that's going up there, that Wolfe's men had to make up the face of the great rocky cliff, you will be amazed what they succeeded. Mere boys should have been able to hold off a force of soldiers from scaling such cliffs and gaining the heights. Yet Wolfe and his men made the ascent and gained the citadel. Why, you might ask? Because the overconfident defenders became careless and pleasure-loving, and one night, when they were off guard, the enemy saw his opportunity, scaled the heights, and took the city of Quebec, fell, because its defenders failed to keep watch. Warfare since then has changed very little over thousands of years, before and since that time. 
Rarely ever does a full frontal assault work unless the force is overwhelming. Great generals and leaders through the ages have preferred to fight from higher ground and well-fortified locations in order for the enemy to succeed. In such situations, they would look for weak spots, cracks, somewhere that they could breach the defenses of their enemies. Watchmen were essential in those days, and they are right now. See, they would keep guard on the walls and patrol the perimeters and look for the enemy and check for the weak spots in the defenses. If watchmen would see a potential break and the enemy was still afar off, there would be time to repair the breach. But if the watchman saw the enemy coming, he would sound the alarm and with all his might do everything he could to warn the people. The watchman knew that the lives of the people depended on his alertness and careful attention he paid to the job that he was set to do. Church of the Most High, remnant believers in Yeshua, followers of the Almighty. The church, what we call now the church in the United States, those that have called many times to be watchmen, are flat out asleep. And it is a shame to the body of believers that are suffering and starving for a true word of God in this hour. Turn with me if you've got your Bibles right here. I want to just for a moment here tonight dig in to Mark chapter 13. Mark chapter 13. Mark chapter 13. Here Mark is giving count of the last days, and he starts out warning here in, in Jesus is in the book of Mark, starting in chapter 13 and verse 5. Listen to what Jesus says. And Jesus answered them, saying, Take heed, lest any man deceive you. For many shall call, come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall be deceived of many. Now see, the interesting thing here that Yeshua is warning us about is that in the last days many shall come and say that I am Christ. Now, I've explained this before in the program, but I want to rehash this again. This does not necessarily mean that people are coming and saying that I am Jesus, or I am Yeshua. That is not necessarily what that verse means. The word Christ means anointed. And there are many people in this hour saying, I am anointed. I am anointing, I'm passing on an anointing, come down here to Lakeland, Florida and grab the anointing and take it back, come here and act like a silly drunk person, smoke some of the heavenly gospel, take a, jo take a toke of the, of the Holy Ghost marijuana, they call it, and all this stuff, and go back and pass this anointing on to your church. These are the things that are going on today, and the Lord re absolutely warned us about them in his day and they are happening right now there are so many people folks listen be very very careful when someone says i am anointed i have an anointing yes you know what there are those who do i don't doubt that one bit i matter of fact i know that but when a person comes speaking in their own power and strength you better look out Mark continues of telling of wars and rumors of wars, and in Matthew's version of the same account, he adds some extra words from Jesus when he says this. Listen to what it says in Matthew chapter 24 and verse 10. 
And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. Isn't that hap- what happens today? There are so many people that are offended actually at the word of God and at others that are in the church. I always tell people, you know what? If you want to get offended, just go to church. It's been real easy. You've all, most of you understand what it's like to be offended and hurt and wounded when you're just looking for some help. Maybe you've actually been the one that's done that hurting and offending. Verse 11, Matthew 24. And many false prophets shall rise and deceive many, and because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. So the Bible says that in this time when all these false prophets are coming about, now he's dealing with church folks right now, okay? We're talking about false prophets, people that are going to be offended, and the things that are going on in the Word of God right here. And it says the problem is now is because iniquity is abounding. Sin is running rampant in the church, and people are saying it's okay. It's no problem. Do what you want, brother. Do what you want, sister. I hope you just feel good and continue to fill up the pots. Folks, the church just a few years back would have never tolerated half the stuff that is going on today in this hour. But it's what Mark really focuses on in Jesus' words that, I mean, folks, it hits home. Go back to Mark chapter 13 and look in verse 32 starting. But of that day and that hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father. Take ye heed, watch and pray, for ye know not when the time is. For the Son of Man is as a man taking a far journey, who left his house and gave authority to his servants and to every man his work and commanded the porter to watch. Watch ye therefore... For ye know not when the master of the house cometh at even, or at midnight, or at the cock crowing, or in the morning, lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. And what I say unto you, I say unto watch. Watch. So the Lord gives a final commandment here, and when he's wrapping this up here, and he kind of says, he says, listen, out of everything that's going on, I want you to do one thing for me as a believer, okay? I want you to watch. I want you to be awake because I need you to be paying attention to what's going on right now. Folks, I'm telling you right now, as a new covenant believer, you have a duty, a commission, a responsibility to watch, to warn, and to spread the good news that Yeshua is coming back again very soon. And if you don't think that you need to share this good news, that I don't know, understand what gift of salvation that you are wanting to enjoy from the Lord, because the Lord desires when he gives us something to share it with somebody else. There are so many people that are distraught what's going on out there today and age, and they need to know the peace of God still reigns in the hearts of those who follow him. And folks, I'm telling you, this peace that the Lord wants us to have, it's not only for those that are watchmen, or excuse me, that are church members, but are those who are watching and are truly awake to the hour. God wants us to have peace and not to get so distraught that we can't even live our lives. And that's a whole other story. There are some people that are overly awake. They're so awake they can't even live right because they're so freaked out of what's going on. God never calls us to anything but peace. 
Even when we're in the midst of the storm, he calls us to peace. And I'm not going to go down there, but if that's you, you know who I'm talking about. You need to receive the peace that the Lord said, my peace have I given unto you. And if you quit asking to, for the Lord to give you his peace, start asking him if you could receive his. Lord, help me to receive the peace that you already promised. You see, God is asking us that we reach everyone we can by every means that we can. For as long as we can, and as we are living in these last days, we must move more urgently. God is asking his remnant believers to lay it all out on the line Reaching this dying world. Folks, this is the amazing thing about the persecution that's coming, that's already here in many nations. See, we, we have this blindness to what's going on in the world right now. We think America is the center of the universe. We are absolutely wrong on that. There are those that are going through horrible tribulation right now. And it is coming here to the United States. The amazing thing is, is if you watch the Chinese, that they have found that in the middle of intense persecution, great harvest is coming. Folks, during the worst parts of this earth's history this will be some of the greatest miracles and harvest you have ever seen in your life. But God needs us to be ready. He needs us to be ready. If you know Ezekiel 33, we got to turn there for a moment. Because we know this word, many of us. But it's time we retake another peek and get a refreshener at Ezekiel 33, starting in verse 1. Again, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, speak to the children of thy people and say unto them, When I bring the sword upon the land, if the people of the land take a man of their coast and set him for their watchman, if when he seeth the sword come upon the land, he blow the trumpet and warn the people, then whosoever heareth the sound of the trumpet and taketh not warning, if the sword come and take him away, his blood shall be upon his own head. He heard the sound of the trumpet and took not the warning, his blood shall be upon him. But he that taketh warning shall deliver his soul. But if the watchman see the sword coming, and blow not the trumpet, and the people not be warned, if the sword come and take any person from among them, he is taken away in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at the watchman's hands. This is not God being mean, folks. This is the Lord saying, I want you to share the good news and the warning of what's going on in this hour that we live in. Folks, warning messages bring about hope. Listen, the book of Revelation is about the apocalypse, okay? Mitch, part of it. You know, it's, it's about the, the revealing. It is, it is about the last days and through some history in there, too. But the truth is, many people that have studied and experts in the book of Revelation realize that with all the apocalyptic speaking in Revelation, it is truly a book of hope. There is so much good news when you understand that being awake in the Lord is the best place you can be in earth's darkest hour. The world is dying. Morals have collapsed. Every vile and wicked thing is now being celebrated. And there are many, even in our own families, our neighbors, our co-workers, and they're headed to hell. And the church still remains 
silent because of the great American famine that has hushed the mouth of truth seekers in this country. You know, it's we all have our up and downs, folks. And trust me, for those of you that are out there and you're doing, I'm not coming against you. But this is a reality that we're in. We all have our ups and downs. But it's never too late for God to move among his people. How can you expect a blessing if you keep this gift of salvation to yourself? And how can you expect to save souls if you don't warn them from the cliff that they're about to run off of? You see, being a believer is like hitting the lottery a million times over. Because there's nothing on this earth, the greatest thing on this earth, the Lord has a better answer for it in his kingdom. But yet, if we remain silent and we fail to share it, then it shows that we're greedy and we really don't care about anybody else but ourselves. Can we remain silent even in the midst of this great famine? This is war that's going on right now. And the one we serve, I'm telling you folks, he's mighty and powerful and wanting to save. He fulfilled his role as the lamb, but I'm telling you, he is coming back as the lion of Judah. Our God is an absolute warrior, and he is ready to fight for the lost souls of men and women, and he's wondering, are we ready to fight with him? See, the church, those who are in the church, those are the new covenant believers, we are called to be watchmen. It's time to get back on the wall and warn the people and tell them that Yeshua, Jesus, is coming. Shallow, weak, fluffy messages have no place in a time of war. They put the troops in danger and in harm's way when they fail to warn people of what's coming on. You wouldn't send in the military when I was in the Marines, you wouldn't send somebody out into a minefield without warning them first of the dangers that were ahead of them so they could take proper precautions before they just went stepping in places they had no business to be stepping. Why, if you would do that, would we not warn people of the dangers of the sin of this world and what is killing the churches right now in the United States of America? And it's because the true word of God is no longer being preached. But God-fearing men and women is what the Lord is looking for. That are willing to cry out and say, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make straight his paths, and come out of her, my people, be ye separate, and touch not the unclean thing. It's time we give the lost a fighting chance. Share with them the love of Jesus. Let them know the hour that we live in, and don't be ashamed of the gospel. Folks, you would probably do yourself a lot of good if you would turn this news off for a while and get your head back in the Word of God. Get your body back into your prayer closet and get serious about the hour that we live in. There's a story that I think speaks to the hour that we are living in right now. A lighthouse along a bleak coast, was tended by a keeper who was given enough oil for one month and told to keep the light burning every night. One day a woman asked for oil so that her children could stay warm. Then a farmer came and his son needed oil for a lamp so he could read. Still another needed some for an engine. 
The keeper saw each as a worthy request and measured out just enough oil to satisfy all. Near the end of the month, the tank in the lighthouse ran dry. That night, the beacon was dark, and three ships crashed on the rocks. More than 100 lives were lost. When a government official investigated, the man explained what he had done. You were given one task, he said. One task alone, insisted the official. It was to keep the light burning. Everything else was secondary. There is no defense. Folks, the Lord is calling us at this hour to warn the people. To get off of simply only listening. And to begin to start seeking, searching, and sharing the good news. And if you are physically unable to do that, then you can pray for other people. Everybody can do something for the Lord. There is a famine in the land, but God is calling us to share the good news of the soon coming of the Lord and Savior. Folks, I don't know what it is that's holding any one of you back, but it's time that we make a change and we start sharing that Jesus is coming again. I don't know what your struggle is right this second, but I can tell you right now. If you read Isaiah 58, the Lord says, if you will fast my way, not to earn forgiveness, no, 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 no. But if you will do it the Lord's way, you'll begin to fast and pray and do it His way and follow the things He says to do. You read in Isaiah 58, He says, I will break every yoke. It's not because you fasted, but it's because you seek him with all your heart and humble yourselves before the Lord. He is faithful and just, and God is wanting to deliver. Folks, there is a famine in the land, and it is time that we get off our tails and start doing something about it. You know the solution. Quit putting it off until tomorrow. This is the hour. This is the time. This is Brother Frank from the Remnant Call saying to everybody, Good night and shalom. For the Lord